are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. But what I want to do is share with you some things down through the years I've seen through the Word of God that people take from the Word of God, but they take it in a different manner. You can push your own title to it, whether you want to call it kicking over sacred cows or off-the-cuff stuff. And you know, I asked the Lord about this one time. I said, Lord, why is it that everything in the Bible can be taken at least two ways and look right both of them? I mean, you could justify it by some means in, in either direction, and they're 180 degrees opposite of each other. He said, well, it's simple. It's because of what Adam chose in the garden. He chose to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil or blessing and calamity, and that's exactly the way the Word of God can be taken. It can be taken where it'll produce blessing for your life or where it'll produce calamity in your life depending on how you receive it. Now that's why it's necessary that we understand what the Spirit of God says about the Spirit of truth within us. The Bible says he will teach us all things. He will guide us into all truths. He will teach us things to come. So when we study the Word of God, we have to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal some things to us. But you know, down through the years, the problem has been that we've taken what some man said about it and we've said, well, you know, brother so-and-so said this, or sister so-and-so, or grandma said this, and grandma believed it, and we believe it, and we don't know why we believe it, but except just because she believed it. And you know, sometimes, and it's a shame, but sometimes it's true that all that some people know about the Bible is what they've heard that somebody said they thought they heard somebody say about it. They really don't know what it said. You've heard people quote all kinds of things and call it scripture when it wasn't scripture at all. And then they'll almost fight you over it sometimes because they just know it's in the Bible, but it didn't say that in the Bible, you see. So we're going to talk about some things that will help you and enlighten you. Because of misunderstanding of God's word, some people go through life crippled. They're crippled in their prayer life. They're crippled in how they believe toward God. They're crippled in the affairs of life because of wrong ideas about God. Now, we'll talk about this a little further on, but I want to mention it here. See, in the book of Job, Satan accused Job before God. Well, the Bible says now the accuser of the brethren is cast down, but the devil's still up to his old tricks. He can't accuse us before the Father anymore, but he accuses the Father before us. And that's one of the major problems in the church world today, and I say that in a general sense, is that people have been deceived into believing that God is their problem, and the devil is, uh, you know, one fellow said, just an unwilling servant of God. <laughs> but... When you get into real life, you'll find out the devil's out to kill you, man. He's not trying to help anybody. I think the dividing line of the Bible is John 10, 10. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I am come. Thank God Jesus has come. That you might have life and have it more abundantly. Now you hear a scripture quoted most of the time out of context. John, the eighth chapter, Jesus made this statement. 
He said, ye shall know the truth. Uh, verse 32, he said, ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now, that's what we hear quoted most of the time. And that's what we quote most of the time if we're not careful. But you know, if you just quote John 8.32 to somebody on the street, you may have lied to them. Because, you see, they may never know the truth. Therefore, the truth won't set them free. Now, they may have the truth. How many of you have a Bible? Then you have the truth. But it's not truth that sets you free. It's the knowledge of that truth. And you back up to verse 31, Jesus, this is the way Jesus said it. He said, if ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and then you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So it's knowledge of truth that sets people free. Just having the truth doesn't do it. You have to have the knowledge of that, get it into you, and understand it. I want us to read from 2 Timothy the second chapter. Let's begin at verse 24. And I think this illustrates what a teacher, and you see that's where I operate, mostly in the area of a teaching ministry. I think this very well explains what a teacher's job is in verse 24. It says, The servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. Now, if you'll notice in this, the Apostle Paul says that in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves. Now, most people don't realize it, but the things that they believe, it opposes themselves. And it's probably not true in this church, and I don't mean to indicate that it is, but yet some of these things need to be said because if you don't keep hearing them, you'll forget them and just kind of let them drift away from you. But there are many people in religious circles that are posing themselves and don't know it. They said that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. Now, quite often you find people that are always wanting somebody to pray the prayer of faith for them or pray the prayer of deliverance or cast something out of them. Well, the Bible says there that they have to recover themselves. Now, there are certain things that you have to recover yourself out of. If you get over into wrong thinking and into wrong ideas about God, then you have to study the Word of God or find the truth get that knowledge of it and recover yourself from that. That's not something you can cast out of somebody. <laughs> and many times, of course not all time, many of the things that people are wanting you to cast out of them is the work of the flesh and you have to mortify that and put it to death. You don't cast it out. Yet there is certain things that at times where people do need deliverance. But we're talking about generally here the things that we can recover ourselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. Now, if you would, turn with me to 2 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, and let me point out to you what I believe is one of the most subtle forms of snares that the devil has to ensnare people. The Apostle Paul, beginning here in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3, Paul says, But I fear, lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety. 
So your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Now you know that there's a statement in the Bible that says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews, I believe it is, 13th chapter. That's true. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now there's a reciprocal to that truth that's almost true in every phase. There's one part of it that's not true concerning the devil, and that is that he's not the same as he was in the beginning, but he's the same as he was when he was deceiving, when he was fallen. He's still the same. He hadn't changed. He's just like he was. He's out to steal, kill, and destroy. So we need to realize that Satan is not out to do any good. Paul says, I fear, lest by any means as a serpent beguile Eve through his subtlety, that your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Now, how did he deceive Eve? If you go back and study that, he says, Eh, hath God said? I mean, he got her to doubting if God had said that. See, did God say this? Didn't he say, lest you touch it, you'll surely die? Well, he didn't say that. Satan said something that God didn't say. He said, don't eat of it. Well, he added a little to it. And I think this is where that many people, their minds become corrupted from the simplicity of the word of God. And I'm not so sure that sometimes, <laughs> you know, you've got so many translations of the Bible nowadays. People get confused. Well, did God say this or did he say that? Now, I think some of them are good. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not fighting different translations of the Bible, but I think it is a sinister plot of the devil to get as many different things out so people can say, well, did God really say that? And I think we need to be careful. We need to learn how to use the Word of God and go back to the basic things. But Paul said, I'm not afraid the devil's so great and so powerful, he'll just overcome you, but a thing I'm afraid of, that he'll deceive you from the simplicity that is in Christ. In other words, the simplicity of the Word of God. Don't be deceived from the simplicity of the Bible. And someone might say, well, what in the world do you mean when you say kicking over sacred cows? Well, over in India, they worship cows. They wouldn't dare eat one, you know. They're afraid, some of them, I mean, it's a religion over there that... You wouldn't eat a cow because it might be your grandmother come back as a cow. Or, you know, your sister or somebody. They call them sacred cows. Because they feed them, they take care of them, and they starve to death, wouldn't dare eat one of them. And the very thing they need the most of, they don't eat it, they worship it. Now you wouldn't think people would do that here in these United States, would you? Why, surely nobody would worship a cow. Well, they wouldn't a cow, but they worship certain Bible scriptures. They worship their Bible. Wouldn't dare do it, wouldn't dare eat it, but they'll worship it and dust it off. You're getting quiet on me. <laughs> they dust it off, put it on the shelf. Yes, I believe it from cover to cover. But do we, you know? Sometimes we allow certain scriptures to just simply hold us in bondage. And that's what I'm talking about when I say kicking over sacred cows. I appreciate so much you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. Now, we're going to be talking about all this week, kicking over sacred cows. We're offering the book. It's a 132-page paperback entitled, Kicking Over Sacred Cows, for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. Now, the price of this book, <laughs> it's worth it just to have the chapter on the chastening of the Lord, because some of you have been held in bondage 
by sacred cow scriptures. He said, well, you know, the Lord chases us. Well, let's read it in chapter 12 of Hebrews. It says, and you have forgotten the exhortation which was spoken to you as unto children, my son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, scourges every son he receiveth. If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if you be without chastisement, whereof all your partakers, then are ye illegitimate children and not sons. Now notice, he only chastens his sons. Now, if sickness and disease was the chastening of the Lord, then sinners would never be sick because God does not chasten those that are not his children. But you see, it's not through sickness and disease. He chastens us with his word. Now notice what he said. You have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. Well, how do you chasten a child? With words. You don't put a child's hand on a hot stove and burn a big blister on it and say, now that's because I love you. I'm showing you that I love you and I'm chasing you, keeping you from getting in trouble. No, no. They'll put you in jail for that. That's called child abuse. God chastens us with his word, not with sickness and disease, and you need to be set free from that idea. That's offer number 7512 for a total of $11. Toll-free order line is 1-877-396-9400. 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area. Word is working mightily in me.